0: Hi I'm Elijah and welcome to my podcast Songwriting for Songwriters This week my special guest is Chris Difford Chris Difford is a Grammy nominated and double Ivan Novello award winning lyricist and songwriter With his collaborator Squeeze co-founder Glenn Tilbrook Chris and Glenn have written some of the most enduring and best loved songs of our time Including Up the Junction, Call for Cats, Label with Love, Tempted and many more Chris and I sit down and talk about his songwriting process, his songwriting partnership with Glenn Tilbrook, his influences, the work he does with other songwriters, and much, much more. So please enjoy this wonderful conversation with the master, Chris Difford. Today on my podcast, I have the great pleasure of being joined by one of my favorite songwriters, Chris Difford. How are you, Chris?
1: Very good. Nice to see you
0: you too my friend how has the year been for you so far oh it's just beginning just <laughs> excellent um so i met you on some of your uh, brilliant online song uh, workshops during the pandemic which were uh, absolutely fantastic uh, is that something you uh, love doing kind of working with a group of songwriters and uh, what what do you get from that yourself as a as a uh, songwriter and artist
1: um well it's just about facilitating friendship really it's not about particularly writing songs it's about getting to know people hanging out with people finding out what their weaknesses and strengths are and just trying to bond them together it's something I've been doing for a long time and I totally love
0: it fantastic yeah I absolutely love that process and you know as somebody who was a songwriter who just wrote from on his own a lot the um it completely changed my way of thinking um Mm -hmm. working with so many different people it was it was a great thing so thanks for that Mm. Um, I first came across Squeeze when I was a kid on TV. I think with the milk advert, um, with "Call for Cats," which was um, mm. I remember kind of just dancing around and being obsessed by that melody and 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 the songs. And as I understand it, Squeeze was um, you and Glenn a songwriting partnership. Um, but it's quite a unique partnership, isn't it? Because it seems from what I've read and heard you speak about that you write the words and he writes the melody and uh, song is that right
1: Uh, historically that's been the case up until maybe 2016 when we got back together and we started to record again Um, and Glenn started to chip away at the lyrics he had some of his own ideas Um, and um, so I think it's a lot more it's the, the the palette is broader these days than it used to be in the sort of subconscious world,
0: how did you come to that kind of way of working together when when you um, started? Because it's it's quite a unique way of of, of writing. Um, it was just
1: kind of discovered, really, between the two of us that my lyrical noodling was m- more important than my musical um, wandering, and Glenn was. Uh, brilliant at kind of putting melodies to words and so he asked me for some lyrics and I gave him some lyrics and that's how it began and I stopped writing music and he started writing the music music instead and that's really where the partnership was born and interestingly I suppose we never really ever discussed it it just became something that we did naturally
0: it's interesting because I think one of the great things about Squeeze's writing is that the i mean musically and melodically it's so sharp um and beautiful melodies but also the lyrics are super sharp and funny and it's almost like bringing the best of two different different people creates this really kind of superbly arranged and you know on uh, lyrically and musically it's a very kind of special thing were you aware of how special that was you know as you were working together no,
1: not at <laughs> all. I mean, I'm, I'm only just dis- discovering it now. In fact, this weekend I was pondering over our career and thinking, "My God, you know, that was fifty years well spent." You know, it was- okay. and I think the thing is with songwriting. I think the more you magnify it and question it, the less interesting it becomes. Okay, I think it's uh, for me anyway. Songwriting is. Uh, um, I hate using the word organic, but it is a kind of process of feelings and emotions rather than um, theories, I think.
0: Yeah, sure. I know what you mean. Um, But one of the things about... So having said that, we're about to magnify your songwriting, so sorry if this is a bit uh, painful to some extent, but it's like your your lyric writing to me has always reminded me a bit of like... um, there's like a Lennon sort of influence and a sort of Ray Davies influence to me, but also, and I mean, it's absolutely lovingly, it reminds me sometimes of like the Bash Street kids because it's kind of like um very British mm. and funny, but you like, it kind of, you focus on like everyday things, but they are very sort of brought forward in a way, which is really relatable and resonates. And it's like heartbreaking, inspiring, but funny. Like I've been listening to your songs on your solo album and in Squeeze, and I will be at one point kind of laughing and then being like really moved and then in admiration of the kind of turn of phrase. As a lyric writer, are you aware of like your, of developing, or how did you develop your kind of voice or unique take? Because you have got a very unique uh, observational point, I think, as a lyric writer. Is that just something that came naturally or is it, how did that come together, do you think? Um. I think lyric writing or writing
1: in general is, is is an expression and it's an extension of your personality. So uh, for me, when I write, whether I'm writing long form or short form or poetry or, or um, lyrics, what I'm doing, I suppose, is just expressing how I feel in any one day. So uh, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't sort of chase my writing i let my writing come to me and that's often quite frustrating because you can sit around for days waiting for ideas to come <clears throat> and um i guess the lesson that you have to learn is not to be disappointed if they don't come and and just uh, when they do come embrace them and make the most of them so a lot of lyrics i don't question i just let them flow
0: and do you do you know when a lyric is um something that you want to move forward into a song with somebody or is do you, what's your kind of uh, quality control if you like or your kind of editing process
1: uh, I don't really edit as much as I should really I think what I do is form a template and then whoever I'm working with um, I then train the lyric around the partnership that I have with whoever I'm working with so, you know, if I'm working with Paul Carrick or Boo Hewardine, there's a different kind of freedom lyrically there for me to express myself in a different way than when I'm working with Squeeze or with somebody else.
0: Okay, that's interesting. So, like, these different musical collaborators. You, you can bring out different aspects of freedom in yourself with those different people. Yeah,
1: I think that's right. You You have to be able to... Cut the cloth accordingly. I think lyric writing, music, songwriting is like being a several row tailor. You have to be able to <laughs> cut the suit so it fits the singer, yeah, perfectly so that they will wear it forever. Um, and that's really something that I think is is worth investigating.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting point actually, because I guess you have to think about uh, phrasing to some extent, and and sort of also. Yeah fitting their personality as well as yours yeah and
1: a lot of words some people can't sing and some people can sing a lot of words so it depends who you're working with and sometimes i think i deliver too many words um and that must be difficult for the other person to write something within like a three or four minute um song um
0: but that's the way i write do you ever um yeah, obviously you've got a relationship with the Paul Carrick and Boo Hewardine and Glenn. When you um write with different and Jules as well, but when you write with um sort of new new artists or you if you've if you asked to kind of write for someone you haven't met for, is that is that quite a kind of I would imagine myself feeling pressure like that. Do you feel like a kind of a pressure to to work with people that are new or investigating no. new artists?
1: No. No, I, I, I seldom get asked to write with other people, and then it, if I do, it's about finding the time because one minute I'm kind of thinking about going on the road and doing my show, and then I'm sitting still and I'm thinking about writing for Squeeze or I'm writing for myself. So there's 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 lots of different um, um, time frames to work in, and you know it has to be an interesting pro- project and not just the songwriting. Yeah. You know, I think that just sitting in the room writing songs is over for me. I don't enjoy that.
0: Do you, Do you remember writing your first song? You know what and um, what it was called. Um,
1: well, it would have been when I was sixteen, seventeen years old, and I mean, I remember writing very early on a song called "Alcoholic," which was a song <laughs> about a drunk because I've been reading about um, an alcoholic character in a book, and I didn't know what alcoholism was in those days, but I found it really fascinating. Um, so I wrote a blues song, of course, um, with, you know, E, A, B chords, um, and just sort of stropped strop this lyric over the top of it. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was kind of mesmerised. I thought, wow, I've written a song.
0: Yeah did you how did you did you did you decide to be a songwriter did you kind of fall into it or was it how did you kind of uh you know what was the thing that led you to deciding this is who I am
1: I think it's something I've only discovered really recently that that's who I am okay um I'm not a carpenter or um a plumber particularly so um I'm kind of this is what I do and it's can be frustrating sometimes to be a songwriter because it's financially it's not as rewarding as it once was but emotionally it's more rewarding than it once was
0: okay and why do you think it's more emotionally rewarding now um because i've grown up a bit and i've I've,
1: i can connect the feelings to the to the to the words more than i used to
0: sure sure and do you think you're as a result of that maybe did you think your writings changed over over time your the way you approach things or yeah um i think when you're younger
1: you kind of in all respects you kind of uh express yourself in a subconscious manner and and with adrenaline and excitement that you can't possibly have when you're nearly 70 years old so both physically mentally emotionally all those things that you are when you're a teenager or in your early 20s you're still developing as a human being and you've got all that going on as well as being in a band it's quite a lot of yeah. uh, out of out of body experience experiencing
0: so now it's more you're just kind of uh, just i guess in a different sort of uh headspace really like a family man and uh you know haven't had a wealth of experience you obviously your point of um flexion or as a writer has has changed and grown as you've grown
1: yeah you know i it's just when you're younger it's like i watch younger bands and younger artists and i see them on stage and i think wow i know exactly what's happening there that's amazing but i couldn't possibly do that anymore because that it's there's too much baggage. There's too much thought goes into it. Yeah, and sure. the music industry's changed.
0: Yeah, yeah, big time, big time. Um, you're one of those prolific, brilliant songwriters who's got a string of hits. That if I walked out to the park today and said "squeeze," somebody would sing a song immediately. You know, or one of your songs. Um, and obviously with that, there's a lot of um people I would imagine who come back to you and tell you how much that your songs mean to people what is it like for you to kind of you know have that experience of knowing that your songs have soundtracked people's lives and they've had key moments in their lives where your songs have impacted them you know how does that feel as a writer to have had that
1: it's a fantastic feeling it's full of one of of respect for the people that say those things and I feel extremely grateful that Um, I've been lucky enough to take part in some songs that have changed altered people's lives in some small way so yeah I feel very grateful for that I I don't overthink it I'm just very happy about that
0: yeah fantastic who are your songwriting influences then when you when you started out who are you into
1: well it was mixed really I think I had a very confusing um upbringing musically because um, as a teenager I was into Tamla Motown and um, and on the one hand but I was also into uh, The Who and The Small Faces and Amen Corner and bands like that. The idea of being in a band was like just being in a gang and that's really what I wanted. Yeah, um, The songs were like a byproduct of just being with your mates. I think, um, and my my interest in music changed as my um, my life changed. So I became, you know, I dropped out, became a hippie, and then I started to enjoy Gong and Hawkwind and Led Zeppelin and all sorts of music, Frank Zappa, I used to go and see. None of them particularly lyrically, motivating at all but then there were people like kevin Ayers who lyrically were was was something i um found very fascinating um donovan um nick drake uh, you know the people that really knew how to sort of sharpen their pencil
0: yeah 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 that's interesting that's very interesting um yeah nick drake is a very much um Kind of a tragic figure, really. But I actually heard some recordings the other day. Someone introduced me to some of his songs, some songs that his mother had written. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but it's...
1: Yeah, I've got those records, yeah. She was, yeah.
0: It's fab- It's fantastic to hear her songs, and also kind of you can hear his phrasing a little bit and the influence she must have had over him, which is quite a fascinating thing, I think.
1: Definitely. Edwardian.
0: Yeah. Um, what, as a, as a music fan... Um, what what makes a good song for you when you hear someone else? You know what what kind of uh, what as a, as a what works for you? What what kind of stands out and what makes a good song for you? Um, there are they're few and far
1: between. Um, and the other week uh, at the Grammys in America, when they chose a Bonnie Raitt song as the best song. I thought well I haven't heard that song why have they chosen it so I went and listened to it and the other ones that they chose and when I listened to it I just was reconnected with the brilliance that is songwriting or it right. can be and it's it doesn't come along very often but there's there are too many songs but there are not many that are that are great and so what, i think I, they made the right decision
0: there i think what do you think makes the song great then
1: uh the singer okay uh the singer and the uh you know the lyric doesn't have to be for me anyway the lyric doesn't have to be philosophical or deep or anything like that it just has to be the singer delivering the words in a way that keeps you engaged
0: interesting i guess that engagement is quite a subjective thing isn't it really it's like as a you know we all have we're engaged for different reasons and it touches us in different ways yeah um with glenn and other people that you work with do you give the lyric to them first come up with music and then how does that work um
1: pretty much with everybody i give them the completed lyric you know a couple of weeks ago i gave glenn 12 lyrics wow. <clears throat> um and i don't know what happened to them or what happens to them um but that's part of the journey of being in a band you kind of hang out for a while and, and then you hear them and it sounds amazing so
0: it must be quite a um fascinating thing to give your words to someone and then they come back with this thing you know that's that's uh Mm. is there a kind of freedom and enjoyment of like letting something go for you and just seeing what comes back
1: yeah you're kind of going to the shops and getting the ingredients for the cake and you're letting someone else bake the cake and then you get to
0: eat it at some point do you ever like um do you always like what's happened or do you sometimes do you sometimes not like what comes back
1: i'd say i'd like pretty much 98% 98% of what I hear but it's the 2% that I need to learn from interesting
0: when you say the 2% you need to learn from I, I find that very interesting what do you mean by that what do you learn from
1: well if there's something I don't like there's a reason why I don't like it and I have to investigate what it re- what, how I reflect myself on that 2% what is it about me that doesn't like that 2% and then I often find that it's either a stubbornness or a fear. It's it's something that doesn't let me completely grasp the whole thing. I mean, that, it's rare, but it, it does
0: happen. I love that take on what you've just said there. That's a, it's a very beautiful thing because uh, to put, <laughs> rather than to say, oh, I don't like what you've done, person over there, to actually d- decide to investigate what is it in you which doesn't like something is a really unique, interesting way of looking at it, actually. That's that's a big take-home, I think. Oh, yeah. Well,
1: that's, that's I think it's taken me about 50 years to discover that. But...
0: <laughs> well, I heard Brian Eno say something once where his daughter had wanted to buy him a Christmas present and she took him to see a, sh- a show of an act that she thought he would like. And afterwards, you know, she wanted to impress her dad. And so she was all excited and had enjoyed the show and said to him, "Um, what did you think? And he thought it was he said to her, I thought it was rubbish. You know, I didn't like it at all. And she was quite crestfallen. But he said, but I really, really appreciate you taking me to that and exposing me to it because it's really important for me to know what I don't like, which is I know what I do like. And that's that's part of the creative process.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: how long does it take you to uh, write a lyrics? On the whole, is it kind of does it change or it, how, what's the kind of flow of that? Um, five minutes. <laughs> Brilliant. Just that um, quick.
1: It can be, yeah. Um, some mm-hmm. I wrote one the other week with Boo, and I don't even remember writing it. It was kind of like maybe three minutes, but. I mean, it depends who you're working with. If you're working with certain people, they they you have to put yourself in this frame of mind. So you have to really chisel away at the sculpture to make it appealing. Yeah. yeah. So um, when I'm writing for myself, I can be very quick, but when it's with other people, it might take a bit more time. Sure.
0: The idea of the muse um, and the and how that comes and if it is anything if it's sort of something which is in us or outside of us people talk about you know catching songs with butterfly nets or they come through like they're <laughs> channeling and some people just go to it like they're uh, they, you know they think it's within them and they just go to task you know they're a craftsperson who's just using their own skills so what's your relationship with your muse and what do you think it is
1: Again, it's different for each person that I work with. You know, a muse is a muse can be a subject, or it can be, um, it could be a situation. Um, You know, sometimes when I think about writing with squeeze, I imagine the audience as being the muse because ultimately you're trying to play the song live. Yeah, you're trying to get a response from people, Um, so it needs to be thought through um and you know when i was a teenager maybe a muse might be a girlfriend or something like that you know so i'd be writing about that person through another person so a muse can be like a therapy session in a way
0: yeah sure you're you're very good at the like mccartney you're very good at that observational viewpoint in songs, which is really hard to do, I think, is something which I, I struggle with. Um when you're writing from a kind of observational point of view, obviously it's coming from you, but you might use a situation or characters to tell a story within the lyric. How much of uh how much of you is using characters to hide your own feelings or thoughts or are you using them to get them out?
1: Um
0: I don't, I don't know. That's a good question, but I, I I, think
1: songwriting is a bit like therapy in a way. You're kind of putting yourself on the sofa and inviting the big questions and you can use the characters in the songs absolutely to say what you feel about somebody without them knowing about it. I mean, i have done that lots. Yeah, I absolutely have. Um, you know, and that's been... That's very manipulative in a way, but it's also not uncommon for a songwriter or a writer to write about somebody that they know through another character. I don't think it's anything new, and I don't feel bad about it.
0: No, no, neither should you. It's, um, yeah, I guess we will kind of use, so, like you said, songs of therapy sessions, and we reveal what we want to reveal and hide what we want to hide, and it's, it's a way of releasing releasing emotions isn't it the um you've got a great album which i've been listening to fancy pants and i've been listening to um uh, i didn't get where i am which is such a great title for for an album i I really love it i woke up this morning put it on again and just because where i'm at at life at the moment the first two or three songs were just like utterly kind of like boom you know like wow just what was that's your that was your first solo album wasn't it it was yeah, how was that for you, that experience, coming out of a <laughs> band and, and sort of going out on your own under your own name and 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 creating that album?
1: I didn't really want to do it. It was a friend of mine who produced the record Francis, who uh coerced me into doing it, and I'm so grateful that he did because he taught me a lot about the beginnings of who I was as a solo artist outside of Squeeze. Yeah, i kind of given up at that point. Okay. Um, Squeeze wasn't interesting to me at that point.
0: <laughs> I just
1: wanted to stay at home, run a studio, write songs, but not really tour particularly. Um, so going in the studio with Francis was a massive education. It was like going in the studio for the very first time. Right. Um, and he got me to write about subjects that I hadn't thought about, writing, family, that sort of thing. It's
0: it's got such a great sound, you know, the... the, Yeah. It's a great sound.
1: Yeah, well, we recorded it in my place um, on two-inch tape and through a Helios desk, and, you know, you can't go wrong with that mixture.
0: It seems to be on that album quite... quite a lot of you i you know i mean there always has been in your songs but it's, it does feel like quite a kind of um almost a bit like uh plasticono band in a way but differently that that kind of it's a statement it feels like a statement of of you you know is that is that how you feel about it yeah absolutely um you
1: know it's very revealing record in many ways um it spoke of the moment and that's what records should do i think you know it's difficult to So um <clears throat> songs i've been writing recently about a ref- the reflection on what it was like to be a teenager oh. that was a long time ago so it's easy to reflect that far back now um sure. but yeah you know it's those are the best songs i think
0: as a lyric writer how i was um when i was in a band i was signed to a well i'm still in a band but when i first was in uh, that teenage band signed to a label and a management deal. And a guy called Dave Ambrose was our A&R man. And when he kind of took me to the side, because I was the main songwriter, he said, "Um, do you read? And I said, yes. And he said, right, that's the most important thing you can do as a songwriter is to read. Is that important to you? And if so, um, what do you read and who do you love? Mm -hmm. No, I've got the attention span of a
1: gnat, really, and I can't read particularly well. And with the onset of audio books, it's been possible for me to tune into books a little bit more. I'm pretty lazy. I was thinking about, again, over the week, and I was thinking, my God, you know, I don't sit down to read or watch films. I don't, I don't read books. Um, you know, I absorb a lot of information, but they don't come from other places i don't think but i i can glean just enough from being in the world i think yeah. yeah and observing what's going on around me
0: yeah is there um you've you've worked and collaborated with loads of different people is there um is there anyone that you'd really love to anyone at all to living or dead actually who you who you would love to have written a song with or write a song with
1: um I'd love to be in the room with James Taylor. Um, He's such a special person. Um, And I think he's taken his career step by step beautifully. Um, But I'd also like to sit in a room with someone like Stormzy, who I find, I find his lyrics extremely moving and deep and would love to know more about him as a character I suppose just by being in a room with him Mm. not necessarily writing but just being with him He just strikes me as being um, one step closer to a higher power than I I could ever imagine being
0: that's really I'd love to hear that collaboration and yeah I agree with you about that he's got something going on hasn't he he's got a kind of as well as being a great artist he's got some kind of Mm. uh connection and also seems to be very um community minded and and take people with him and uh, mm. Mm. Does a, if it's like service there's a service quality to him as a person i think which is mm. absolutely is that important to you because you you do a lot of service with uh, other writers and bring people together is that something which as a person you sort of you said earlier about the social aspect of things but it's is that giving back important to you
1: yeah very much so um i was taught that some years ago that it's about giving back it's not about taking particularly um you know i think again when you're younger you take all the time because you can um but when you get older i think some of the best therapists that i know are sort of older people who have had a wealth of knowledge and rather than just disappear with it they're actually sharing it and give it giving it back yeah Uh I that inspires me more than anything i think
0: yeah it's quite it's also quite a humbling thing isn't it when you see when you see people do that it's uh Mm. particularly you know because the music industry and we're we're, all of us to some extent as writers are kind of coming from an ego and wanting to be seen and wanting attention and and to balance that with uh Mm. A more beautiful giving mindset sometimes can be a bit of a uh, yeah. <coughs> dance, you know, what was it like being on Top of the Pops? What was that's something we, you know we all grew up with. I grew up with, and it's it's gone. But uh, I imagine that would have been pretty exciting. Uh,
1: it was exciting. Um, I don't know what to say about Top of the Pops other than it was what everybody aimed for in those days to get on television, and now there's nowhere to aim anymore, particularly. <laughs> I mean, even yeah. being on Later is not is not going to sell your records. It's going to give you credibility as an individual artist. But, yeah, I mean, it's a shame those days are gone. Um, but then the industry's gone as well. So for me, I, I don't need to reminisce about it.
0: Just that does, the, does the, the the changes in the industry, which you've highlighted already and we're all aware of where there's, you know, the money is is not there in the same way um, for various reasons. How do you navigate that these days as, a, as an artist? Is it something which is because for me, it's like, OK, well, there's multiple revenue streams. In some ways, it feels like there's more of an open way to get you. Mu- it's a quicker way to get your music out. You don't have to take so long. It's quite instant. You can be it can be playful in that way but it's also like you know to earn from songwriting these days is obviously harder has that been a big adaption for you as a as a kind of artist and you know as a writer
1: um
0: well i don't really
1: um know what to say it, it, it because it is so different now i i, I there's You know, the question about making a record or not making a record is is quite a huge one because I don't know whether I can afford to make a record. And then if I do make a record, who's going to buy it? It's almost like for me. As a solo artist, it's about the live experience. So if I write a new record, I would perform it live, but maybe not not have it as a record. Right. so that you go and see it like you would go and see the th- a theater play or a film um so i'm considering the alternatives
0: when, you, when you're talking about playing live like i've i've had this uh, sort of acid test that i've used for my own writing which is you write your song or and i write a song whatever and then you, you can be quite happy with it in your own world and you can take it to your band and make a record, but I kind of believe that until you've played it in front of an audience, it's kind of not been birthed, if you like. And also, sometimes when you play a new song, it can have an instant kind of appeal. And then other times you can play a song it doesn't have an instant appeal, but sometimes that will, you'll believe in it more, sometimes when you don't get the same kind of feedback. Do you, mm. do, do, what's your, when you play a new song to an audience, how do you, how do you relate to it? Um, well,
1: I don't. I don't really um, give it too much uh, attention. I know it sounds odd, but you can't use an audience like like, you, like they're your parents. You know, you can't sort of expect them to love you or to smack your ass. You know, you've got to just perform your song. Uh, make sure you do it to the best of your ability and you will know by their response whether it's good or it's bad but it's it's kind of more important just to um, feel connected yeah. with the work that you've done and yeah. and with the way it's appreciated
0: sure do you have a favorite song you've written or something that you're most uh, pleased with or proud with um, well,
1: again, that's kind of that's sort of something that you know when I go when I sing up the junction as a solo artist, I go into a trance because it's kind of like it's a story that has been there for so many years, and I'm just kind of the person reading it in a way. Yeah. I, I don't feel connected to it in that in that in an emotional way. It's just like like wearing a badge i guess
0: i've tried to cover that song before and um <clears throat> just can't I, I could never do it because the the it's the phrasing so clever and quick and um yeah and also the, the voicing of it's so unique that you know having played in bars and done covers there's some you mm. know some that are easy to do and there's some that you kind of you know i kind of had a go at it and just thought actually it's, it's, the world doesn't need me to sing this it's already great It's just like yeah no i know what you mean let me ask you one more question, then, the last question. Okay. Thank you for your time. Um, here today, and I know the question will change, uh, the answer will change from day to day, minute to minute, but if you could have written any song that ever existed, what would that be? Um, uh,
1: blimey. I guess it would be You've Got a Friend. I mean, I think that's just such an... Inc- Whenever I hear that song, it drills me to the ground because it's so simple, but so emotive, and it means so much. Brilliant.
0: Well, Chris, thank you very much for your time, my friend. Thank um, you. Good luck with everything you're doing, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. See you soon.